0: Hello everyone, welcome back to our podcast Woodwork and Nutmegs. great to have you all with us. Hope you all liked the last episode about Project Restart, I am Nitya and with me is my co-host Raghav.
1: Hello everyone.
0: Today we will be discussing about the upcoming transfer window and as we all know because of the ongoing global pandemic, clubs will not be going through with their initial plans about restructuring their scores. So let's talk about how Premier League's biggest clubs are going to go about their business in this window.
1: Let's get right into it. So the summer transfer window is right around the corner. It's scheduled for a June 10th opening. Um, There have been some talks with FIFA as to how long the transfer window is going to go on for. There have been talks for extending it for a longer period and scrapping the January transfer window. Um, So what do you think about it, Nithya?
0: Honestly, giving an overview of the transfer window that I expect in regards of scheduling, it is on track as it is planned because it is supposed to start on June 10 only and end on August 31st like it does every year. Honestly, they should not be looking to extend it beyond that because it is not required and have the same schedule for a January transfer window like they always have.
1: And there's still a lot of uncertainty So, we just have to keep waiting for new developments. Um, Yeah, uh, it's still a long way ahead and they're just going to look at restarting football at the moment.
0: True. But the interesting part about the transfer window that is going to happen is the financials. Because of the massive crisis that clubs are going to go into, Because of loss of revenues, their transfer budget is going to significantly reduce. And because of that, it also means less players are going to be signed and the players that are going to be signed are going to be signed at a reduced cost which they were going to be originally signed. So we can see the prices going back to what they were around five years.
1: Yes, clubs would definitely want to cover up their financial shortfalls through price cuts and they might want to cash in. As soon as possible for players um, who might their, whose value might decrease even further in the future years. So I think exactly. yeah, prices will definitely go down. And clubs will have problem to make big signings because of their financial problems. Upcoming financial problems.
0: And this is going to be country-wide or maybe even continent-wide across Europe. Not restricted to any particular clubs.
1: So let's talk about one of the biggest and longest transfer sagas. Liverpool and Timo Werner.
0: Yes, I mean, Liverpool have been looking to sign a second striker, a backup for Firmino since the longest time because his performances are the only subpar performances in the squad this season. I mean, apart from having a pitch-perfect squad where all 10 players have performed at their very best, Firmino is the only player, despite having good performances, the only player who's performed averagely throughout the season.
1: Yeah, I think, I wouldn't say average, but it has been a bit subpar when you compare it to other squad members. And I think signing Timo Werner would be a great boost for him. And competing for one spot would definitely do Liverpool a great deal of help.
0: Exactly. And we can expect the price range to be around 40 to 50 million. Initially, many clubs were battling for around 80, 90, or You could see him going even touching the 100 million mark. But because of the current... Uh, Uh, bandwidth that the clubs have, especially Liverpool. We can expect them to complete the signing within 40 to 50 million also because of a clause that is in his contract.
1: Yeah, his release clause is set around that range and his release clause keeps on decreasing each year um, till his contract ends, I think in 2023. And Liverpool are not in a hurry. I think they will sign... Timo Werner at a good price. They still have a great squad, great backup players. Divya Sir Dan Shakiri. And I think they'll only sign Werner at the right time. They wouldn't want to spend too big on him.
0: And absolutely, Liverpool, this season they've managed to increase, they've managed to perform phenomenally in the Premier League with only 11 consistent players, along with a couple of changes every two or three match days. So, yeah, they won't be looking to make many changes to their squads, And it looks almost perfect to compete in the next season. Hmm.
1: So, yeah, I even think Werner is interested in joining Liverpool's team. He has mm-hmm. had offers. There have been a lot of offers from different clubs. But I think he's um, yeah. pretty interested in working with Klopp. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, they had a meeting uh, with Klopp two weeks before uh, England was shut down. And- right. Yeah, I think he's entirely convinced on joining Liverpool.
0: Werner has hinted also a couple of times before about his interest in playing in the Premier League and how he thinks it'll be a good fit for him. So yeah, that is a transfer we can expect going through for sure.
1: So we can expect Timo Werner to join Liverpool. Not necessarily this transfer window. It depends on the price. But yeah, I think he will definitely join Liverpool sometime. And... uh, we know Lalana is going to leave. He's, not, exten- he's uh, yeah. not being handed a contract extension. Yeah. He'll be playing till the end of the season. Um, do you think the incoming of Timo Werner and the current game time that he gets could Zodan Shakiri seek a club to get more game time?
0: Shakiri, I think he has accepted his role as the backup player. And he is the best option Klopp has to replace any of his wingers if they are tired. So Shakiri will not be looking to leave or probably searching for another club. And even if he does, I think Klopp will convince him because he is great as a backup option who can play on either side of the wing and even cam if required.
1: Fair enough. Makes sense. Moving on to Manchester United. Another long transfer saga, one of the most awaited ones, Jaden Sancho.
0: Isn't he wanted by every single club right now? But Man United look to be in the most prominent position to actually land him.
1: Yeah, yesterday, United had a quarterly call. The financials look good, even though the debt has increased, but that's more related to currency fluctuations. There right. has been a decrease in revenues, but... I think, overall, they're in the best position financially. They can still afford the 100 million price tag.
0: True. United have the best financial management in England because of their amazing revenues that they generate. And even though this, actually, this pandemic has led to many clubs going into financial crisis, Man United will handle it the best because of the amounts they've collected along these years.
1: Yeah, in Edward Woodward's words, United will be the most resilient club and let's talk about the price for a bit it will def, uh, it will no doubt be upward of 100 million plus dortmund have reinforced that they won't budge the pandemic won't affect the pricing a lot and they will only sell him for a right price and even Jader, jaden sancho seems to be on the same page he's willing to wait and he has a mutual understanding for the club with the club that um, they will only let him go if the right price arrives.
0: Right. And BVB are clearly very adamant and they should be in every way because he is a wonder kid for sure with the numbers he's produced and he'll be a great addition to every squad he goes. So BVB value him at the right price. And honestly, with considering the competitors who are in line to actually sign him, Man United are also the club with the best financials. So this looks like a deal made in heaven. Yeah, mm-hmm. To go through. If not this window, then the next window for sure. And Sancho too wants to play in England.
1: Yeah, I think United will go for him. Um, they could he they could sell him the whole project of him being the poster boy of United's great rebuild. Alexis Sanchez hasn't worked out pretty well. Um, so and United desperately need a winger. So yeah, yeah, like you said, it's definitely a match made in heaven.
0: And he is the perfect right winger that Ronaldo can, Man United can finally replace after losing Ronaldo.
1: Yeah, and that void has been um, not filled for a couple of years, and it will be the perfect signing for United. Um, It will make the squad finally complete. They've lacked a proper attacking right winger for years now. Um, What do you think about interest from other clubs? Could he maybe join other clubs?
0: The other clubs that actually Sancho could join are maybe Man City. But he's, he's clearly refused that before. Another club who was strongly linked with Man United was Chelsea. But after they have completed the signing of Ziyech in January, along with having two young wingers in Pulisic and Hudson-Odoi, they are definitely out of the running for Sancho as well.
1: Yeah, Man City don't seem to be interested, although they do have a first refusal. Um, As in, they can match the contract, the first offer from any club. But they don't seem to be that interested. And yeah, Chelsea hasn't contacted Sancho's entourage since January. I think United are the only English club interested in Sancho. At least very prominently and very proactively interested. Do you think he could join a bigger club like Real Madrid or Barcelona?
0: Honestly, there haven't been any links with them. And knowing Madrid's transfer business up till now, they look quite set with their wingers and Vinicius, And their eyes are set on Mbappe, we all know. So they would try to uh, accommodate all their funds, accumulate all their funds towards the signing of Mbappe.
1: Yeah, and Barcelona don't seem to be in a perfect uh, financial position. To sign Jadon Sancho, they still have a lot of expensive players they would want to offload first. And yeah, like you said, Real have their eyes set on Mbappe.
0: Um, And even Sancho's preferred move is going to be to England only. So any other country is at a disadvantage.
1: Yeah, and like we said, United are financially resilient. They are in a great position. And... I think the other transfer window uh, the other transfer business like Birmingham City midfielder Jude Bellingham and Aston Villa midfielder Jack Grealish um, I think the signings could go
0: through right Grealish signings largely depends on whether Aston Villa can survive relegation in this Premier League or not if they get relegated we can definitely expect Grealish to make a move to a top six club and United look like the club who've been the most interested in him all this while.
1: Yeah. And even uh, Jude Bellingham, he was shown around Carrington, United's training ground. Ferguson was present. He's only 16 years old. Um, right. The teenager would obviously want to move to Man United, um, be part of the rebuild, be part of the great project. And Birmingham City would want a fee who they, would, they definitely wouldn't say no to a fee of maybe 20-30 million. And yeah, I think there's no hiccups as to Jude Bellingham. And I think, yeah, Jack Grealish depends a lot on Ashton Villa's relegation.
0: Right. So if you look at United's squad from other point of view, their defense looks set. I mean, they had the best defensive records in England this season and one of the best in Europe as well. Along with their midfield, I mean, Pogba doesn't look like he'll be able to leave or doesn't even want to leave because of the price tag he carries and how valuable he is to United. So United, from all other point of view, look in a very good shape.
1: Yeah, if they do get the Sancho transfer business over the line and maybe another signing, and if they do retain Pogba and get him to sign a contract extension, I think this will be one of the very, very best transfer windows for United in a long time, despite previous signings like Sanchez. I think getting Pogba to stay would make the transfer window amazing for Man United.
0: Right. And with the latest signing of Bruno, we all know how greatly that has impacted for the club. And they actually have a shot at competing for top three next season if they can... Succeed in all the transfers they wish to complete in this window.
1: And offloading stowaways like Jesse Lingard, Andres Pereira could boost United's transfer business a great deal, and it will only help them to get all of their transfer targets uh, over the line and uh, yeah tie them up. Um,
0: right, they might even be able to include a few academy graduates to their squad for midfield places by removing players like Lingard and Pereira.
1: Transitioning to the smaller and inferior Manchester club, Man City. <laughs> yeah, so they have a hearing uh, of the Court of Arbitration for Sport uh, scheduled for 8 to 10 June. And yeah. I think a lot of the transfer business will depend on that. You I think, think the
0: entire transfer business depends on that only. But knowing the club that Manchester City is and the financial leverage that they possess. I expect them to get through by just paying a moderate fine and continuing business as usual.
1: So let's say hypothetically that the ban will stay, they will still be banned for two years. And I think a lot of players would want to leave.
0: Um, Yes, I mean, in a very unlikely situation that the ban continues, Players like De Bruyne and Aguero will look at the exit because Aguero has very has stated very clearly in many previous seasons that his dream is to make City win the Premier, win the Champions League, and since that won't be possible for the next two years, he is a player who can look for the doors because he's not even a starter in Guardiola's plans.
1: And a player of his quality doesn't who doesn't start regularly, he might just want to go out. And right. definitely De Bruyne has also publicly stated that he would want to leave if the ban, um if the ban is, you know, not removed, if the ban is not uplifted. And yeah, I mean he's also a top top quality player. And yeah, he has indirectly um, stated his wishes of seeking out. What do you think of it?
0: Yeah, exactly. KDB is Man City's most important player and the player that they trust the most. It is that he is the most valued player and I think he is on the highest payroll as well. So even though he has expressed, which is quite shocking of how publicly he has expressed his desire to leave, his departure won't be possible because City won't let him go for less than 200 250 Looking, at, uh, looking at how much they value him. And at this point, no club in the world, even a Chinese club, won't be able to afford a transfer fee of that status. So, even though De Bruyne wants to leave, a transfer exit looks unlikely.
1: And I think City has, um, regardless of De Bruyne or Aguero leaving, or any of the big players for that matter, I think City is a very well-run club. And I think they do have a lot of contingency plans in place. Um, I think they're already assuming that the ban won't be uplifted. And I think... They've already planned accordingly and they've already um, speculated that a lot of players will want to leave and they will probably be settling for the third or fourth choice signings. So, mm-hmm. talking about Leroy Sané, I think he will he's leaving regardless.
0: Yeah, he's leaving for sure. I mean, as far as reports are to be believed, he's already signed a pre-contract agreement with Bayern Munich and no matter what happens, he will leave. And Bayern Munich look like a club who, again, are in a position where they can afford a transfer fee of around 70 to 80 million, which is going to be satisfactory for both parties involved.
1: I think the 70 80 million uh, fee is inaccurate. I think they will get an agreement for in the range of 40 50 million, including add ons. And um, they do have the upper hand because City will have to leave him. Um, as a free agent next summer because he is uh he's not going to extend um oh, they would definitely want to cash in the forty fifty million rather than letting him go for free
0: definitely it was not aware of the free agent, so yeah, if that is so since that is a clause, if he's going to become a free agent next summer, then we can definitely expect a fee of around forty million and his departure as well
1: yeah, his departure I think is one of the most likely transfer that is going to go through because Bayern have been very proactive. They've been very interested despite Sane's injury, despite Sane changing his agent from uh, David Beckham's agency to, I think, uh, Ramadani is his agent now. I think Bayern have been interested throughout. and Yeah, it's very highly likely that the transfer will go through.
0: And knowing the kind of club City is and how well they go about their transfer business, by keeping the squad up to date in every single position, they would want to sign a big name as a replacement for him in one of the winger positions. But because of the UCL ban, which might stay, they might be unable to do so. And this might mean Mahrez becoming the first-choice right-winger.
1: Yeah, and it might just be um, the final breakthrough for Phil Foden. He might finally get regular football and he might finally start games regularly and not just you know, 10 minute cameos towards the end of the games.
0: True. Um, I think apart from that, City's squad looks fit in every position. The only thing that matters is their cast hearing, which is going to be around 8th or 10th June. which will give us complete information, transparency about the transfers.
1: Um, moving on to Tottenham Hotspurs. Um not a lot of uh, players have been linked. Um, one major headline has been Kane wanting to seek out. Harry Kane has not been very notorious about leaving. He has just stated that um, he wants to win more trophies. And yeah, what he said he
0: want to win. He said he's want to. He wants to win more trophies, but I doubt how possible that is by staying at Tottenham. I mean, apart from that, Tottenham don't really need to look at anything. Their main agenda is to keep Harry Kane because he is their main marquee player. And that is what their main focus needs to be. Apart from that, there hasn't been any links. And they're a club who have been low on finances since a really long time. So adding to the financial crisis that is going on, they're expected to have the least transfer budget available and we can expect the least signings from them.
1: Yeah, and even if they do leave, uh, they do sell Harry Kane. I don't think it'll be less than 150 million at the very, very least. And I think that would be a win win because they could reinvest in the squad. And um,
0: talking but about the, from chance, the manager's point of view, Mourinho would do anything to make Kane stay. I mean, that would be his only wish at the moment.
1: That is actually very interesting, given that Harry Kane has stated his interest of winning trophies and Mourinho is a serial winner. And one more thing which could aid Harry Kane's contract extension is the recruitment of the anticipated and speculated recruitment of sporting director Louis Campos. Currently, he's working at LOSC Lille in France. And yeah, what do you think of Louis Campos? Yes.
0: I mean he's as far as I know, he's worked with Monaco before as well. And he's delivered pretty well by developing their Wonder Kids and selling them at a huge profit, which ideally is Tottenham's strategy also, where they get low-key signings and turn them into big stars.
1: Yeah, Luis Campos has had um big uh, big sales under his belt. Killin Mbappe, Bernardo Silva, Mendy, Bakayoko. And more recently in LOSC Lille, um, he sold Nicolas Pepe for a huge figure. And he's played a huge part in Monaco's league-winning team and the semi-final Champions League run. And last year's LOSC Lille um, league run where they finished second. So, this would be a good recruitment from Tottenham Hotspurs. And he's he's worked
0: with Mourinho before, so we can expect a good partnership there as well.
1: Yeah, he would definitely work well with Mourinho and it would also be a great fit for the stringency of Tottenham chairman Daniel Levy.
0: Right. So, I think that rounds about it, how Tottenham are going to go about. Let's move on to our next London club, uh, Chelsea Football Club.
1: So, Chelsea, um, we know William is going to leave. There's been no news of any contract extension. He's also...
0: Villian has continuously expressed his desire to stay but his demands seem very unreasonable because he's constantly asked for a three-year contract being at the age of 31 and Chelsea's policy strictly doesn't allow that while they're still going aboard and giving him a two-year contract he's not satisfied with it so he's likely to look at the exit dose along with Pedro who is also out of contract and has the same issue
1: yeah, and Chelsea has been doing very well in developing the youth and transitioning them into the first team. They've also um, signed Hakim Ziyech, obviously um, yeah. not too old. Mid-20s, great signing.
0: Yeah, I think he's their marquee player who's, who they're going to rely on the most for next season as the star player in midfield and wings. Mm-hmm. So That's been an amazing signing. Looking forward to it. Chelsea fans really need to look forward to him. But what they need to also uh, look at is a backup striker option. Because Giroud might, even though Giroud has officially extended his contract for a year, they might, Chelsea are looking for other strikers like Mertens or Milik.
1: Yeah, and that could also pave the way for Chelsea to finally offload Batshuayi. What what do you make of, how concrete do you think, Um, the backup striker links are for Milik or Dries Mertens of Napoli.
0: Chelsea were definitely very, very interested to sign Mertens, considering his versatility to shift to the wings as well as play as a backup striker. But Mertens has been hesitant since day one. And according to latest reports, Napoli have offered him a contract extension that he desperately needed. So that looks like a deal which is likely to go through. And Chelsea have shifted focus on Milik, whose inquiries have just been, uh, who, whose inquiries have just popped up today itself.
1: And do you see another? Another news I have been hearing is Juventus wanting to offload uh, Pjanic. And do you see the Chelsea links, you know, uh, leading to somewhere big?
0: Honestly, Chelsea don't really have much to gain from the Pjanic deal. Because that would include giving Giorgino away as well. And Giorgino has been massive for Chelsea in the last two seasons. They say that he's Sari's boy and he should leave with him. But his contributions have been way too big. And Chelsea need a proper CDM until they can finally rely on Billy Gilmore to take up that spot in the future. So yeah, considering Pjanic's age and his Bassa links, it is an un- unlikely deal that is like that could go through.
1: And uh, are there any defensive areas uh, that Chelsea could look to upgrade or any transfer links which will fill any potential void?
0: Definitely. Chelsea's weakest point last season has been their defence. They have conceded way too many goals in every single game. And since they have already completed the signing of Ziyech at a low price, and are looking for loan deals for or loan deals or free signings for players uh, in the wing as a backup wingers or backup strikers, they have significant budget for their centre backs or to re- look for reinforcements in defence because they've also had a ban for two transfer windows, so they've accumulated that budget as well. So all Chelsea need to do is go big on a centre back, maybe and a left-back to cement their chances to t- challenge for the title also maybe next season.
1: I personally think there hasn't been a lot of links, but I personally think Chelsea should go for Koulibaly of Napoli. Um, he's definitely a defender who could aid a league-winning title, cam- league winning campaign. And honestly, Chelsea do have decent defenders, decent re- reinforcements like Kurt Zuma, But... To challenge for the title, to challenge for, um, to have a good run in the Champions League, Kulebali would definitely aid uh, Chelsea a lot.
0: Exactly, that's spot on. You need a big signing, like Kulebali can become Chelsea's Van Dyke. He has the experience, he has the talent, he has the skills. Chelsea is the missing link Chelsea need to look for. And he's a big money player who's looking for a move away from Naples. So Chelsea need to do all they can to get a big centre-back signing and a good left-back, Who uh, for whom they're actually linked with Alex, Alexis Telles. Hmm. Now, we don't know how strong those links are, and Chelsea have been in pursuit of him since a really long time. But the links haven't been very strong. Yeah,
1: Maybe the falling prices uh, due to the COVID-19 pandemic could uh, help get a big money transfer um, for Chelsea. Yeah, they could get a big money transfer over the line.
0: Hopefully. And another player Chelsea have been following since a really long time is Philip Coutinho. Since they expect both Pedro and William to leave, the spot for a fourth backup winger is open. And Coutinho, who's been wanting to leave Munich, sorry, Barca, Chelsea could be his destination because he has PL experience. So he could be the player Chelsea is looking for.
1: Would that be a loan deal or a permanent deal? Because I don't think Bassa would let him go for a relatively small fee. They would want to recover a huge portion of their original uh, transfer fee.
0: Definitely. Basa spent around $140 million on him. So they would definitely not let him go for a cheap fee. So Chelsea would are likely to look for a loan signing only because they won't even be giving him the best minutes considering Ziyech. And Hudson Odoi and Polisic, so he's going to be a backup player only. So a loan deal looks most likely, but there has been no update on that front since a really long time. So we don't know whether the transfer is happening or not. Mm-hmm.
1: Moving on to Arsenal.
0: Right. Arsenal again, not a lot of news, not a lot of speculation, but they are a club who really need to work on their defensive players because, like the past two, three seasons, their defense has also been quite weak. And they have been constantly signing attackers and ignoring their defensive problems.
1: Yeah, then they should also focus, you know, on um, retaining players like Aubameyang. Um, they obviously have an ambition of winning more trophies and not playing in Europa League, Europe second-tier competition consistently. So they should focus on Getting defensive signings, improving the team, which would uh, help them retain their star players like Young.
0: Right, and uh, Arsenal have are facing are expected to face issues in that front because Aubameyang has said has expressed his desire to maybe leave the club, looking for a transfer to another club.
1: Who who do you think could fill defensive voids? Defensive holds
0: in arsenal honestly not don't really know what arsenal could sign defensively because the previous signings like david lewis Tadopoulos, or even mustafi haven't paid off well at all so arsenal really need to look uh, look what they need to change in their defensive requirements for a player they've also signed william saliba in a previous transfer window but he hasn't featured yet for them
1: and even in the midfield positions, uh, Caballos is not expected to uh, extend his loan deal, and permanent deal was already off the cards from the very beginning. So they could seek for some midfield in for reinforcements and uh, improvements too. And they need to um, they need to get back to where they were. To be honest, they've been um, in and out some of the time. Champions League for a very long time.
0: Right. Their post Wenger period has been really bad considering their consistency. And uh, on the midfield front, Arsenal have actually been linked to another Benfica player called Rafa Silva, but his transfer fee is expected to be around 70 75 million, which is something Arsenal won't be able to afford considering the current situation. But you never know if an agreement can be reached after negotiations.
1: Yeah, I think we'll just have to wait for. More developments on the Arsenal uh, transfer business side.
0: Right. So, guys, that's about it. We are done with our episode of discussing the transfer business of all the top Premier League clubs and who they should be going for and who they're likely to sign. So, yeah, that's about it. Uh, Please uh, follow us on our Twitter and Instagram handles and feel free to drop in your opinions about what you think about our episodes and in case you have any suggestions about things we should be talking about, do let us know.
1: Yes, just search Woodwork and Nutbanks on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, also an update on um, new platforms. Uh, we've been working on uploading our podcast to Apple Podcasts as well as GeoSavan. It's taking a bit longer than we expected because um, even they are understaffed due to COVID-19. So yeah, we'll be on those platforms soon.
0: Great. So hope to see you all soon for our next episode as well. Bye-bye. Bye.